This episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western is the leading provider of venture debt and banking services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Brex. Designed specifically for venture-backed startups, Brex is the perfect corporate card for fast-growing companies. Head to brex.com and sign up with the promo TFR to get waived card fees for life. Welcome to the podcast about investing in startups, where existing investors can learn how to get the best deal possible. And those that have never before invested in startups can learn the keys to success from the venture experts. Your host is Nick Moran, and this is The Full Ratchet. Welcome back to TFR. Today, we dive into sports tech investing with VC Wayne Kimmel of 76 Capital. In this episode, we discuss his entrepreneurial journey to becoming a VC, how he formed an investment partnership with MLB superstar Ryan Howard, the evolution of sports tech, the unique opportunities across the landscape, how the influx of athlete and celebrity investors has affected the space, where esports is headed, and why so many VCs avoid the amateur sports markets. Here's the interview with Wayne Kimmel of 76 Capital. Managing partner of 76 Capital, Wayne Kimmel, joins us today from Philadelphia. 76 Capital invests in entrepreneurs with game-changing tech in the sports, retail, and wellness industries. Wayne founded the firm in 1999 and leads it with John Powell and Major League Baseball superstar Ryan Howard. Since inception, they've made 50 investments with 13 exits, five of which were acquired by Fortune 500 companies, including Aramark, Intel, IBM, Walgreens, and Yahoo. The enthusiasm and capital deployed into sports tech is at an all-time high, and we're excited to have an expert in the category here today. Wayne, welcome to the program. Hey, Nick, thanks so much for having me. Uh, it's, it's, it's exciting to be on your show. Yeah, it's been a while since we last chatted, but uh, you know, I'd like to hear sort of the background and, and the backstory to uh, your sort of entry into venture. Well, look, I mean, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a great ride. And um, you know, being a guy who's been a, a Philly fan, a Philly sports fan for my whole life, um, it's exciting to build our venture capital company here in, in the Philadelphia area and have such so and just the opportunity to have such great partners, you know, having a guy like John Powell as a partner of mine who built the King of Prussia Mall, one of the country's biggest malls and certainly the biggest mall here in, in the Philadelphia area and having one of the biggest Philly sports stars and Ryan Howard, uh, who brought the 08 World Series championship to Philadelphia. Um, it's, it's great to have them as partners in, in everything that we do here at 76 Capital. And, you know, our business is 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 all based on, you know, in, and everything goes back to our mission. And our mission statement here at 76 Capital is to work with smart and nice people who want to change the world. And to me, that's what entrepreneurship is all about. And those are the kinds of entrepreneurs that we want to work with and, and build really big businesses together. That's great. So, um, so you started in 99. And, that's correct. Uh, was that sort of independent investing on your own or did you manage a fund at that point? Yeah, you know, back in 1999, I was 29 years old, and I had I was a couple of years out of law school, and the internet was was booming, and I said, you know what, I started, I got to learn about this industry, and I had some friends in the industry, and I started going to these events, and I started seeing crowds of people 
around certain individuals. And I would say to my friends, I'm like, who's that guy? Why are they all talking to him? And they're like, that guy's a venture capitalist. I was like, oh, I'd like to be one of those. So how do you become a venture capitalist? And I didn't even know really, quite frankly, didn't even know what venture capitalist was. And, um, but I, I learned pretty quickly. And, and one of the things that I also learned was that to get into the venture capital business, um, there's typically three ways to get in it. You're you know, lucky enough to have family that can give you a lot of money. There's a second way to get involved with it where you've, you've already sold a company, you've made a lot of money, and you can then be in the business. Or you go out and raise capital like an entrepreneur. And you know, I took that, you know, I, I had to take that third route, and I did. And I raised $20 million as a 29-year-old and started investing in startup internet companies back in 1999. Wow. Well done. So, so when did John join the firm and join the leadership team, and uh, you know, how did that come about? Yeah, so originally my, my original partner's name was Ian Berg. Um, and unfortunately, Ian um, passed away uh, from cancer um, uh, almost eight years ago now. And, um, Sorry to hear that. And then I was, yeah, it was, it was tough, you know, because he was an incredible friend and mentor and a guy who would actually, he had his own incredible entrepreneurial story. He bought and sold his own company five different times. Wow. Um, so, and his last time he sold it to Citibank and he was sort of done with that. And then I recruited him to be my partner at, at, at at, uh, at the fund here. And so after he passed, um, a few years later, I had made an investment, um, in a company, uh, through, through my, my second fund that I was running at the time. And, uh, and John, uh, John Powell was, a, was an individual investor in that company. We met each other. We liked each other. Uh, he's a smart guy. He's a nice guy. And man, he's got this, you know, this huge, huge vision to want to do really, really big things. And he started telling me about his experience in the real estate industry and his view on what's next in retail and his view on the fact that the, you know, stores are not just going to go away and that, you know, people want to go out and they want to, you know, be in the same rooms as other people. And he really helped us craft one of the, the theses that we have here at 76 Capital around this idea of how the physical world and the digital world are converging. And we want to be involved in companies in the middle of all that. And that's, you know, we see that, you see that today with like with Amazon, you know, buying Whole Foods, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing that, you know, so many people are like, well, yeah, I I now have to scan my Amazon app when I'm checking out at a Whole Foods. Like, what's going on here? I'm like, you know, but like that's, we all know that's what's happening today. Yeah, absolutely. And then when did, uh, when did Ryan join the firm and, and how did that come about? Well, that was an interesting story. I mean, look, growing up in in Philadelphia, as I said, as a, as a Philly sports fan, and now we're we're the city of champions here. You know, we've got <laughs> the, the Eagles won the Super Bowl, and and it's just it's just a great a great time. But you know, growing up in in '08, you know, and you know, just being a huge fan here, you know, got to see the Phillies win the World Series in 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 2000, and then and then I was 10 at the time, and then Ryan, in, you know, 2008. And, and that whole team with Jimmy Rollins and Chase Utley and Cole Hamels, I mean, just a, an incredible run they made. And so it was just always a Ryan Howard fan. And, you know, we were introduced to each other through mutual friends a couple of years ago. And Ryan expressed to me that he was interested in the venture capital business. And at the same time, you know, he started to start, he started to hear, you know, in the community how athletes 
are starting to think about themselves as entrepreneurs. They're starting to think about themselves as investors and they want to be investors and they can be investors. And so Ryan said, when, when I sort of went winding down my career, I want to be in the venture capital business. And Ryan and I spent a lot of time together with John and the rest of our team here at 76 Capital with, with Chad and Jessica, and we all got to know each other and we got to know each other's families and we got to know, you know, that we really liked each other. And, we, and most importantly, you know, the fact that we want to do things, we want to do big things together, both in the for-profit world as well as in the nonprofit world. And Ryan and his wife, Crystal, are really passionate about eliminating illiteracy in America. They've written uh, six children's books um, all about, you know, trying to get first and second and third graders, get them to be able to read and learn and, and, and be good people. And, and it was exciting to have a guy who was smart and nice and had this big vision to become part of what we're doing here at 76 Capital. And man, he's had an incredible impact. And just this week, you know, here, here at the beginning of September, he announced his official retirement, um, put out a story in the uh, first person account of his career um, in the Players Tribune, you know, thanking the fans of Philadelphia and really talking about the fact that you know, how hard he worked for what he was able to do on the field. And now, you know, the next chapter is to work hard with us here at 76 Capital and help and provide all of our contacts and relationships to entrepreneurs all across the world who are, want to build, you know, the next generation incredible companies. And we're excited to do that together with him. Pretty cool. He's quite a figure uh, in the sports world and, and beyond. Um, but, you know, I, I do want to talk sports and sports tech with you today. Um, and before we get into some of the details there, can you, you know, you've been investing since 99. So can you talk a bit just about how the sports tech landscape and sector has evolved since that time? Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly has. I mean, it's, it's, it's been, a, you know, my passion, as, I, as I've said a few times, I mean, I'm a sports fan, right? So it's, you know, sports and and athletics and wanting to be an NBA player or a major league baseball player growing up, you know, it's, it was always my passion. It didn't make it, you know, I got ended up being a broadcaster, you know, in, in, in college at the university of Maryland. Right? Oh, wow. Okay. But, but, uh, didn't, didn't get to, didn't get to make it on the field like Ryan did. And, you know, for, you know, and just for years I kept, you know, thinking someday, you know, the sports world and the tech world and the venture capital industry will all sort of come together and, you know, it's an it, interesting side note or, or, or story as well. You know, we're also our venture capital fund has a strategic partnership with Rubicon Talent and Rubicon Talent is a sports marketing firm that represents professional athletes, Olympic athletes and sports broadcasters. So these and the reason why we have this partnership is because these athletes today is, you know, as well as broadcasters are also thinking about themselves as entrepreneurs and investors and want to be involved in the next next deal. You know, it's almost, you know, more of a badge of honor of, you know, like basically to say, like, what round did you get into in, in, a, in a company? You know, like that's what <laughs> yeah. the, the players talk about. Yeah. And so, you know, I've been lucky to attend Andre Iguodala's Players Tech Summits uh, over the last two years in San Francisco with all sorts of top players, whether it's Steph Curry or Kevin Durant or Joe Montana and, and Andre Agassi and really the top, top, you know, athletes who are in the entrepreneurial world. And just sort of seeing what what's happening in that world and how there's such an interest um, on both sides. No one's sort of like pulling someone into a deal and here's a, 
You know, everyone wants wants to be involved. And and it's just a really exciting time um, to, to be involved in all of this. And we see, you know, this the, the opportunities are, are, are truly endless. And, you know, you have owners today of professional sports teams who are entrepreneurs. It's not the old guard. It's a lot of the new new owners now are really thinking about entrepreneurs, thinking about how they innovate um, their product uh, for the fans, for their players. Um, you see guys like Kevin Durant, you know, going out to the Golden State Warriors because they want to be in San Francisco. Um, you know, you see, you know, there, these there's really interesting things that are happening in and around the world. And and having a, a partner like Ryan gives us incredible access um, into these into these rooms that, you know, a lot of people you know can't get into. Right. Right. And, you know, we've We've seen a lot of players, uh, current players, former players, uh, musicians, uh, actors, you know, getting involved on the investment side. Uh, some pretty savvy, uh, some more green. Uh, you know, my partner, my syndicate partner was uh, just at the, the Y Combinator demo day and ran into Joe Mon- Montana and Jason Kidd out there. Um, yep. Which is pretty interesting, but you know, I'm I'm curious. I think I probably know where you stand on this, but do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing that you know so many people from the athletic world are getting involved in venture? Well, I think it's I think there's there's two sides to it. First of all, I think that you know one of the things that Ryan you know talks about a lot is is that you know you you, you got to know what you you know, and you got to partner with people that can help you. And you know, Ryan didn't start Ryan Howard Capital. Um, you know, he he's specifically when we met through you know, our, our mutual friends, he was talking to a lot of different venture capital funds. Right. And he was, cause he, he wasn't going to just go and start his own thing because, you know, he knows a lot about being a professional baseball player, not being a professional venture capitalist. So, you know, as he says, he's learning every day. We learn from him. He opens a lot of really amazing doors for us. He's got incredible contacts, but we also, you know, when it comes to the nuts and bolts of the business, that's what we, that's what he's learning from us and with us. So he always says, like, look, if you're going to get involved with this, you better do it with people that know what they're doing. So I think that a number of the athletes today, some of them have built really good teams around them. Others are sort of going at it on their own. But I would highly recommend going with a group with people that know what they're doing. And that's one of the things that we're doing here at 76 Capital. We're going to be making some announcements over the next year or so. We're going to hear other athletes at, you know, that are you know, as, as successful on the field or court uh, as Ryan has been, that will be joining our team. So we're bringing on more and more players. And, you know, it's Ryan always says it's about building our team. Uh, the better our team is, the more the more people that we have who are smart, who are nice, who have great contacts, who are understand business, the better. And so we're continuing to build our team, bringing more and more of these athletes onto our platform. It's one of the reasons why uh, DeMarco Murray, who recently retired from the NFL, um, a year ago, came and became an investor with us. If you go to his LinkedIn page, you'll see that. Um, and he he gets involved with some of the businesses with us. And so, you know, we're bringing on you know athletes across all the different sports as investors with us. Some of them as advisors. Some of them potentially in the future as partners with us um, to really build out this because we believe that the same kind of traits that you need to be successful as an entrepreneur are the same traits that these professional athletes have quite frankly mastered 
in the sports world. So you have to have that incredible passion, desire, drive to go make it happen on the field. You have to be able to get up after you get knocked down. If you're a football player or you're a baseball player that strikes out, you got to get up back up to bat and, you know, and try to go do it again. And that sort of, you know, being able to get up off the, off the mat or get up off the floor is the kind of stuff that you need to be a successful entrepreneur. And entrepreneurs get told no all the time. Entrepreneurs get told that they're crazy. Their ideas are way out there. Their moms, their dads, their sisters, their brothers, you know, are telling them they're, they're absolutely nuts. Go get a job. <laughs> but they know, right? They know that they're, they've got something incredibly, you know, innovative and they're going to go make it happen. And they're maybe the only ones who actually see it. Maybe some of their team members or maybe their venture capital backers are the ones who are there with them. But like it's it's hard. It's 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 a it's a hard road. And that's where, you know, Ryan talks to our entrepreneurs about that. You know, when he struck when he, it was when he played and he had games where he struck out three times. But then the next game he gets up there and hits a home run. He's like, you know, I, I redeemed myself. But like you have to be able to get up. You have to be able to deal with those types of ups and downs. And and certainly athletes have had to deal with that because it's just like becoming the next amazing entrepreneur, which is one of the most impossible things to do. It's it, it's equally as impossible to make it to the NBA, to Major League Baseball, to the NFL. I mean, yeah. we all want to be there, but the stats are probably pretty similar. I, I think it's actually it's it's a pretty interesting parallel there because I, I was a collegiate athlete and you know the skill has to be there but after the skill you know the the guys that were best so I was a swimmer the guys that were best in the pool were the guys that were putting in the most work learning from their mistakes the guys that really had the metal or the grit to keep on keep it on and ninety nine percent of everyone else just kind of falls away and, um, you know, can't hack it. It's, it's a tough grind being an athlete. And so is being a founder. Yeah, absolutely. And so that exactly, I mean, the the analogy between being a founder and an athlete, it's there. And, you know, but that's also one of the things that is great to have, you know, Ryan and the DeMarco on our team and, and just my team's experience in working with entrepreneurs where, you know, there will be tough times and things will not completely go your way all, you know, all the time, you know, companies don't go public in 24 months and it's a straight line to the top, right? I mean, there's tough times. There's times when you're like, I don't even know if I'm going to have enough money to pay my team, but that's why, you know, we're there. And I always say when we invest in companies, we jump on their side of the table. You know, my Rolodex is their Rolodex. You know, if they need a, they need a helping hand, they know to call us. Um, You know, if they need just someone to kind of put their arm around them for a second, say, man, it's going to be all right. You know, that's why we're there. Um, that's why, you know, we're, we're so much more than just the money we invest in, in our, in our companies and to have, you know, team members and teammates that, that understand that and that are all part of that. And that we know that, you know, building a startup is a really hard thing. Um, we're, we're all about, you know, being there for them. Love it. Love it. Well, please express my gratitude to DeMarco. I think he won me a, a fantasy championship or two a couple of years ago. So um, he was definitely one of the elite <laughs> running backs in the NFL. But um, so so back on sports tech, uh, can you talk about maybe the lens or the framework that your firm applies to sort of segment out and, and look at the, the sports tech landscape? 
Absolutely. I mean, so, you know, for, so for us, for the, in the sports tech world today, there's really two big areas that we're looking at. Number one, esports, and number two, sports betting. So within the esports world, um, you know, we've we really spent a lot of time, you know, really searching all over the country. And I was, I think, as you know, I, I wrote a book a couple of years ago and it was all about entrepreneurship and networking and giving back. And I was traveling the country doing my book tour and talking to entrepreneurs. And I'm, and I would kind of put a picture on the screen of a, of an, a sold out arena. And I would say to people, what's going on in this arena? People would look at it. I mean, and like, uh, is it a concert? Is there a speaker or something going on there? Like, what is it? I'm like, no, that's a, an esports competition. And a lot of people didn't know what I was talking about a, a few years ago. Today, a little more, you know, a few more people now know what's going on. But, you know, that's a world that we think is 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 really interesting. And we were traveling the country really looking to to meet entrepreneurs who were doing the next thing, the next, next thing in that space. And, you know, we we passed up on, you know, investing in because we're startup guys and investing in like a team. You know, we, that wasn't something really for us. But we what we ended up doing was investing in a company called Nerd Street Gamers in the esports space. And their CEO, John Fazio, is all about building the amateur uh, side of esports, the amateur infrastructure um, of the whole esports space. And we're really excited about what, what's happening across that. And, you know, and, and, and that's a world that we're, we're, we're very much interested in. And then when we switch over to sports betting, I mean, when Supreme Court overturned PASPA, I mean, that was a big deal. Um, I think it's it, it's and tonight, you know, as as we record this, it's the the first day of the uh, first night of the NFL season, and there are five states in the United States that have, other than Nevada, have passed um, laws to allow people to bet legally on sports. So now we have a regulated world of sports betting, and we we're looking at you know four different areas within the sports um, within the sports betting space that we've made investments in. We've made investments in the data collection side of that world, the data analytics side of it, the broadcasting side of that. Uh, we have, we're investors in a company called Vison, which with Brent Musburger, it's a, um, it's a 24 hour channel on, on Sirius XM. We also announced our first OTT deal with Fubo TV. We're able to watch, um, our shows and it's all about sports betting. And, and the whole goal there is to become the CNBC of the sports betting industry. So from a media perspective, we really think there's a big opportunity. And then at the same time, from a broadcasting perspective, you know, we look at, you know, who will be those analysts and who will be those broadcasters of the future that truly understand what's going on with the lines um, inside of these games and the new games that are coming out, the new entrepreneurs. And we believe that within the sports betting world, that there will be a Facebook, an Amazon, a a, a, um, a a Google that will come, you know, a company like that will be the next, next thing within this $250 billion, you know, plus market that is expected uh, to be, you know, surround the whole sports betting world. So we're really excited about esports as well as sports betting. Got it. You know, I've heard some, some sports tech uh, categorized into, like athlete performance tech, and then as you um, just highlighted, some of this broadcast audience enjoyment tech. 
um, as well as more of the in-person experience tech, um, sort of those three categories. Um, do you guys in- invest across all three of those? And um, you know, where are you seeing the most opportunities, the most interesting opportunities? The simple answer is yes. Um, you know, and I think that there's some really interesting, you know, when we, we kind of talk about the future of retail uh, because of the experience that, you know, our partner John Powell has in that world. And this fall um, on the West Coast, we'll be launching a company in that sort of future retail world, which also will have its, you know, also certainly pertains to the sports tech world as well. So kind of what we're what we're doing and what we're we're launching will kind of cross over into both of those worlds. So we really believe in this this idea of again that you said you said the in person piece. So that's really where the esports piece is as well. Again, we you know we have this this thesis around the convergence of the physical and digital worlds. And within what we do at at Nerd Street Gamers, our local you know area you know our, our land centers that we have right. So which we call local host. Um, are places for people to come and play. Um, so it's not only just for you to just to come in and walk in off the street and play with your friends, you know, but but also there we have camps. We've had summer camps. We have boot camps. We have leagues. We have competitions that go on. And and it all sort of rolls up into one. Um, we have these something called the East Coast Championships um, all across the um uh, the, the East Coast at this point right now, D.C., Philly, and Chicago, where we have champions in these different cities. And then those those champions all come together and play against each other in different games, um, whether that's could be Overwatch, could be CSGO, it could be you know, FIFA, Madden, et cetera, whatever the game is. Uh, we have champions across all those all those different games. So we really believe in this idea of of the fact that you can do things in a, in a, in a physical location. And that's something that's, that, that crosses over into the, um, the arenas and the, and the stadiums that are out there today. Yeah. The, the, uh, video games as a sport, you know, what we call esports is, has certainly exploded in popularity and, and you've highlighted that. Um, what, you know, how have you seen that sort of evolve and, and grow over time? And where do you think esports is going? You know, what is, what is esports going to look like in three to five years? We certainly think it's going to be a lot bigger than it is today. I mean, just just specifically, you know, with what we're what we're doing with Nerd Street at this time, and again, it's it's again, it's all about the the people and and the partners. And we're really fortunate to have a great CEO and John Fazio at Nerd Street. And then, you know, we were able to after we invested in the company, um, we were able to connect John with Comcast. And as you know, Comcast owns NBC. They also own the Philadelphia Flyers. They own uh, a number of other uh, entities all across the country and their and their regional sports networks. So uh, we recently announced that Comcast invested alongside of us in in Nerd Street Gamers. So as we continue to roll out across the country um, in 2018, and and our our plan is to be in even more cities in 2019, um, we'll be you know rolling out with. A partner like Comcast and NBC Sports in all these different um, areas across the country. So we look out three to five years. You know, we'll have these amateur arenas for you know for young people to be able to play um, and compete in the esports space all across the U.S. Um, it's it's amazing. I mean, look, we we all know the stats and we know the, the information that there's over 50 colleges and universities that are offering scholarships. 
So where are these kids playing you know, before that? There's high school leagues that are popping up. Where are they playing those games? Um, we, we can be one of those places where, where, they, where they play. Um, you know, we believe that you have to have, um, you know, you know then, then you have you know, sort of what's happening across the professional levels. And so how is this all going to play out over time? I think there'll be more leagues like the Overwatch League. Um, a few things are going to be announced later this year. I believe that will be similar to what's what Overwatch is doing. Um, and you know, the fact is, is that again, with Comcast, we also have a, a tremendous partner in Tucker Roberts. Tucker is the CEO of the Philadelphia Fusion and really leads the esports efforts at Comcast. And they're doing you know big and exciting things. So to work with them as they continue to build what they're doing, and are 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 you know having. Nerd Street as being one of their one of their investments alongside of us um, allows us to be in a really good position as we continue to to build out across that world and it's just things are just going to continue to get bigger in that space. Um, we you know we just love it because when you see the fan base, you see people who are so passionate about those games, um, the the big four sports, you know whether that's hockey, basketball, football, and and um, and baseball. I mean, they wish that their fans were as passionate as some of the esports fans. Yeah. The arenas so, are nuts. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. So, like, as that as that continues, um, you know, to be alongside of you know big partners, you know, whether that's you know you know from a broadcasting side, we also work very closely with Twitch, and you know, wow, you know, what a what a what a great deal Amazon did with with you know buying Twitch a number of yeah. years ago, right? Yeah. Amazing. I think I saw a stat that uh, one of the, the world championships for, I'm not sure which, which game it was, um, but got more viewership than uh, the Super Bowl last year. Unfortunate for your Eagles, but. <laughs> well, look, it, it's, it, there's no doubt. There's no doubt that this is, this is coming. Um, you know, look, 50% of kids who, who apply to college today, one of the ways, if they have to use a word to describe themselves, they say they're a gamer. So I mean, you know, we have to we have to keep our eye on this, and and that's oh, yeah. why you know, more more than ever. I mean, look, uh, you know, just like you know, the kind of entrepreneurs that we like to invest in that are, you know, that are early and and that take that giant leap. Um, that's how we are as investors. You know, we 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 see something, and and we think that we can you know do a lot more than just invest our money. Uh, we jump in and. We see what we can do and, and, and help these entrepreneurs be successful. This episode of TFR is brought to you by Brex. Your startup is going to change the world, and the right corporate card will get you there even faster. The Brex corporate card for startups offers 10 to 20 times higher limits than traditional corporate cards, automated expense tools, and huge rewards like four times points back on travel, three times back on restaurants, and two times back on recurring SaaS spend, and all with no personal guarantee. Sign up at Brex.com and get waived card fees for life with the code TFR. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Assure. For over three years, Newstack has been raising capital on a deal-by-deal basis, allowing individual investors to select each startup investment. Assure is the company behind the scenes that powers this process. When we have 10, 20, or 30 angels investing in a startup, we can't put all those folks directly on the startup's cap table. So those investors are rolled into a special purpose vehicle that occupies just one line item on the cap table. And Assure handles all ongoing fees, finances, and K-1s for us. We pay a one-time upfront fee and avoid all the required yearly admin filings and bills. 
If you run an angel group or you would like your LPs to invest in deal-by-deal sidecars, go to assure.co slash TFR for 20% off your first SPV. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western specializes in providing financial services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors, helping to navigate financial obstacles by providing access to funds and expertise. Pacific Western's customized products and team of venture banking specialists provides a banking experience designed specifically with startups and VCs in mind. If you run a tech company or if you invest in tech companies, it's strongly advisable that you build a relationship with the folks at Pacific Western. Go to pacwest.com to learn more. Yeah, you know, I mean, I myself was a, a big gamer growing up, but, you know, that was the days of mostly dial-up, you know, dial-up modems and trying to, to play, you know, games against friends. And it's, uh, it's come a long way since then. But, you know, you've, you've talked a, a couple times now about sort of the amateur um, sports market. And I know a number of sports tech investors that actually avoid the youth and the amateur and the collegiate markets uh, because they think all the money is in professional sports. Um, you know, missed opportunity or is there something to that position the way it stands today? Well, I hope they all invest at the professional level and leave the rest of it to us. Um, (laughs) um, No, I mean, like, look, there's there's definitely some great plays um, on on the professional side, and and but at the same time, you know, you also have to really be careful. Where if you have a really great new, say, sensor or some kind of software innovation that you're selling to one NFL team, and then the other. The rest of the team, you know, that one team may, you know, want an exclusive with you and then you're sort of shut out. So you got to be careful. Um, You know, these teams are very secretive because they need to be. They need to. They're very competitive. So something that the, you know, the Chicago Bears are doing, they're not going to, you know, they don't want to tell New York Giants what they're doing um, because they want to win the Super Bowl. Sure. And so it's it's tough. Um, That that's that's a tough thing. but look, there, the, you know, when we, you know, one of the reasons why we like the, the youth market is because it is so many people, um, you're, you, you have, it's so much, you know, you have, it's, it's the, it's the, the wide end of the funnel, you mm-hmm. know? So it's everyone who's aspiring to want to be that next, next. And in today's world with, you know, someone who has teenagers, who's kind of, I've, We've been through that the, the the youth sports ranks, and you see how much money parents will spend um, to to make their kid you know, potentially get a college scholarship or be a professional. It's unbelievable, and a lot of that, at least within the esports world specifically, a lot of that infrastructure, the you know the the little leagues aren't really even set up yet. The high school leagues are just being set up. There's no real AAU circuit yet. Like there's so much to do. There's so much to build. And we want to be the backers of the guys that, that back that really truly build that infrastructure. Right. Right. You know, according to my research, you, uh, you are a part owner of a USFL team, the stars. Um, I was, I was curious to hear sort of what lessons you learned from that, you know, being on the ownership side of a professional sports team. Well, you know, it was it was actually my my partner John um, and his family were were part of were partners in that, and they won two championships in the USFL, and 
you know, um, as the story goes, um, our our current president kind of screwed that up for a lot of those USFL guys. Um, oh, and, <laughs> that's know, right. Good. Donald Trump was the uh, what the president of the USFL at the time, or uh, he was an owner of the New Jersey Generals um, at the time. Okay, and there's some really interesting stories and books and thirty for thirties and stuff that have been written about or there's interesting stories around all that. I could, I could tell you that, but you know, uh, John and, and his, his family were, you know, very proud of being the owners of that won two championships, had a great time. And, uh, some really, you know, it's amazing. Some of the, the relationships and that have, um, you know, extended, you know, have gone from the kind of the, from that till today. I mean, actually what's interesting is, is one of our co-investors with us initially in nerd street gamers was a family that, um, was a partner of John's family in the, in the USFL deal. So it's amazing how those kind of things come around over time. Wow. Yeah, and you've talked a, a number of times today about how you guys get involved with entrepreneurs and how you really, you know, align yourselves with them and become a part of the team. Can you talk about some of the specific ways that that you guys get involved? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think again, is our our whole business, right? I mean, once we invest in a company, we jump on their side of the table. We're with them, we help them, you know, we're there to counsel them, we're there to give them our contacts. Um, we're there to you know, you know, give them ideas on their, on, on their current funding, how they run their business. Um, and you know, we also really help them with, with their marketing and their communication side of their business. Um, we think about, you know, how we can, um, open up doors for them on the business development side of things. And, um, that's, that's what we do. I mean, and, and, and we're there, you know, and if we don't know somebody, we, we feel like we're, hopefully one degree away from someone that we can have, you know, we can connect them with to help them be successful. And, you know, specifically like even with our, our company VEASAN, um, which is the, you know, the, 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 the uh, sports betting channel, which is on, on Sirius 204. Um, you know, we've helped them. We have a studio in a casino called the South Point uh, Casino Resort in, Las Vegas. And that's where we broadcast most of our, our shows from, but we really wanted to have an East coast, uh, studio. So we'll be, you know, in the, in the near future announcing, um, another, uh, another casino partner of ours where we'll have a studio inside of their sports book inside of their casino. So we really helped put that together. Um, similar kind of thing, as I mentioned earlier, kind of we, how we helped, you know, our, our nerd street guys, our esports company, to, you know, connect them with Comcast and that's become, you know, a, you know, they become a great investor with us. Uh, so it's all about just helping our companies and being there with them. Wayne, you've, uh, you've spoken a lot about the importance of networking and, you, you know, as you mentioned before, you even wrote the book about it. Um, what are some of the key lessons that you have for, for listeners regarding networking? Well, you know, one of the things I always say about networking is, is the number one thing is you got to get up and get off the couch. <laughs> um, you know, like I, I think it, it's great, you know, to sit back and do LinkedIn and, you know, follow people on Twitter and all that stuff. And that's great. Um, but there's nothing better than being out there and, and meeting people um, in person. I think that's one of the really big things yeah. um, that, you, that you really need to do as a, as a you know, as someone in business and in life in general. And one of my one of my tips that I always give people is is like you got to have a business card, and you know 
business cards, I think are an amazing way to allow you to sort of just break the ice. Um, so I have this thing I say, you know, and, and I do pretty much, you know, I do every day. I wake up in the morning and I, I fill up my, my right pocket with business cards. And my whole goal that day is to empty my right pocket and fill up my left pocket with, with new people's cards and try to take those contacts and turn them into relationships. And most importantly, once you develop a relationship with someone, try to help them. And, you know, that's, that's what we're all about here at 76 Capital is trying to help people. And, you know, whether that's in business or in the nonprofit world or just someone who's having a bad day, um, if we can somehow, you know, make their, make their lives better and help other people, that's what it's all about. So, uh, Wayne, if we could cover any topic here on the program, what topic do you think should be addressed and who would you like to hear speak about it? That's a good question. <laughs> you know, look, I, I just I think that the one thing that as as on any program on anything around venture capital or entrepreneurship, it's it's really about just the overall hustle and and what it and what it takes to be successful. And the more the more people that you 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 bring onto your show that talk about that and that share their stories, their kind of, you know, know, that it's, it's just not a straight line to the top and that there will be times, there'll be dark moments. There'll be, um, there'll be times when it's like, I don't, I don't know if this is going to work. And then you just kind of, you get up and you just keep pushing forward and you go to that next meeting and you make that next phone call and you market some more and you advertise some more and, and then something works and then it just kind of clicks. And so those kinds of stories of just, of just tr- of just pure hustle and pure just trying to go make it happen every day um and and really and and following your gut and and working so so hard working harder than anyone else and you know just kind of writing that last email when your eyes are closing right you're just falling asleep but you're like I got to like hit that last <laughs> that, I got one more one more like I, you know I'm, and and just that's the kind of thing that 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 makes, you know, that, that allows not only just, you know, people in the venture capital and entrepreneurial worlds and, but just overall business and, and even in sports. I mean, it's that last rep you're going to do when you're so tired, you just can't, can't run anymore. I can't lift anymore, but you just, or I can't shoot anymore. It's when you take that last shot. Um, that's what it's all about. Got some great hustle stories recently from uh, a VC in your neck of, of the woods, actually. Paul Martino uh, was on the program. Uh, do you ever run into Paul in, in Philly? Paul's the best. Paul's the best. <laughs> he uh, is we, the best. He's, he's an absolute character um, and a friend and someone that I really respect. He's really smart. He's a nice guy. And, um, you know, we... We, we throw some parties together and um, we're, we invest together and just I, I enjoy uh, I enjoy spending time with him. Well, I know he was enjoying that Eagles victory as much as, as you are. But um, just to wrap up here, Wayne, what's what's the best way for listeners to connect with you? Well, the best way to reach me is, is I mean, I'm, I'm at Wayne Kimmel across all social networks. I'm, uh, my email is Wayne at 76capital.com. Um, 76 capital, our website has lots of information, um, about all the different things that we're involved with. Um, we're, we're really active on social media. So, um, across all the different platforms and let's, you know, let's, let's connect. I mean, let's, let's, let's connect, see how we can help each other. Um, let's, 
you know, connect on LinkedIn, on whatever. I mean, it's all about, you know, trying to meet other, you know, like-minded people who want to help each other to try to make this world a better place. Well, Wayne, it's, it's always a pleasure to, to connect. Uh, clearly you're, you're one of the good ones in this industry and, uh, big thanks to Ben Wiener for uh, linking us up some time ago. And thanks so much for spending the time today. This was really a pleasure. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Thanks so much. And, you know, have a great day and good luck with everything that you're doing. And, every, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to, to see kind of all the great progress and things that you've been able to do. Appreciate that, Wayne. All right, that'll wrap up today's interview. If you enjoyed the episode or a previous one, let the guest know about it. Share your thoughts on social or shoot them an email. Let them know what particularly resonated with you. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that some of the smartest folks in venture are willing to take the time and share their insights with us. If you feel the same, a compliment goes a long way. Okay, that's a wrap for today. Until next time, remember to over-prepare, choose carefully, and invest confidently. Thanks so much for listening.